0: A new Counter-Strike is announced, Team Bondi sells all of its stuff, and 2K gets a little bit hypocritical. All that, plus more, on today's MASHcast. with uh, Senior Editor and Defender of Truth, Justice, and the American Way, Nick Santangelo.
1: Always. I fight for the little guy.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's our Nick. Um,
1: <laughs> What's up, everybody?
0: <laughs> this is MASHCAST17, and uh, yes, Rob Hill-Williams is once again not with us.
1: Why hath thou forsaken us, Rob?
0: Yes, yes, I know. It's like he doesn't like us anymore. Uh, but he should be back next week. That's that's oh, what okay. that's what his agent told us. They he should be back next week. Really? Yeah. He's taking your calls now. He's taking my calls now. Yeah. So <laughs> he uh, just told hang us. up on me. he, just, he <laughs> won't talk to me. <laughs> Yeah. So, but whatever he is doing, I'm pretty sure he is out there doing it like a boss. So you, <laughs> I have no doubt. No doubt. So you do your thing, <laughs> Rob. But uh, got a got a few things to talk about. Uh, not as many things as last week, though, because we're in that 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 Gamescom void. You know, of news, like everybody's holding back news until games come. And PAX is like right after that, so yeah, it's gonna be some uh some hungry times. We're just gonna make up some news. Yeah, we're gonna make some stuff up. Half Life oh, Three released out. next week. Sweet. <laughs> you know, so All is forgiven. Yeah, Gabe Newell personally thanks, smash those buttons for the threats.
1: <laughs> Couldn't have done it without us. Yeah
0: but uh let's let's get into our normal thing let's uh, do it yeah nick what have you been playing
1: uh i didn't play all that much this week i played uh played a little bit of halo reach to no one surprise. who knows me at all uh played uh some more insanely twisted shadow planet you guys can check out my review it's up on the site now it's a pretty damn good game um it looks really cool it has some great puzzle stuff the, most of the combat's a little it's can be a little dull um part of it's just
0: because it's really quiet you've played it jared have you noticed that it is pretty quiet i know you slammed it in your review for being too quiet
1: yeah it was kind of like there's a lot of especially early on it does get better and i did say that in the review it does get better like later in it picks up definitely the first the first world especially or level whatever you want section whatever um it's like super quiet and there's not many enemies there's like not much happening and Plus all the enemies like respawn infinitely, which kind of like, which even like later in the game, I just kind of avoid fighting enemies most of the time. So I'm like, there's, there's no experience. They don't really drop anything. Like, why am I even fighting these guys? if They're just going to come back. You know, um, that being said, the boss fights are actually a lot of fun. I like those a lot. They picked up a lot and had some really solid puzzle stuff. So it was a good game. It, was, it wasn't great, but it was,
0: it was a good game. How about you, Jared? What have you been up to? Um, I've also been playing a little teensy bit of Insanity Twisted Shadow Planet. Like I'm still nowhere near like where you are. Okay. I haven't even fought my first boss. But I when I when I played at PAX, I did fight a boss. Not the first boss, which I or what I think is the first boss, but I did fight a boss at PAX. And it wa you're right, it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean I don't know. <laughs> the problem is I've been trying to play it between counter not Counter Strike, but uh um Starcraft matches. um, And that used to work. Like I used to be able to beat entire games. Like because of the amount of time it would take to get (laughs) into Starcraft matches, like between matches. And they've tweaked um the StarCraft, like finding people to play, have tweaked it a lot. So now it doesn't take nearly as long. So like by the time my you know my Xbox controller turns back on, it's like counting down to my next match. I'm like, oh well, see you later, guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty messed up. The Blizzard would just fix their stuff like that. I know, man. Like, how what's up with that? that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We should but... check with you first. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I didn't ask for that. I have games to play in the middle. Thank you. That's how <laughs> really I slow again. Yeah, that's how I beat Hydro Thunder uh, Hurricane. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, I have actually been playing a ton of TF2. Like, I you know me and uh, me and Ivan, we started playing it again like one day, and I just fell in love again, and I've been playing it ever since. Just For those to... who don't know. Ivan
1: is uh, one of the editors on our site.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I have just been like destroying. Well, except with last night's play. I sucked it up big time. I'll, I'll, I'll man up and really? admit that. Oh, yeah, I wasn't doing too good last night. Um, but, like, other than that, I've just been destroying people's lives, man. <laughs> like, just, just destroying How's their lives. Go into details. <laughs> just I mean, just <laughs> making people yell, angry, switching classes, can't do anything, leaving servers. It's awesome. Like, you you're know? just an internet bully. <laughs> no, I'm not a bully. I'm just saying, like, yo, like, don't get hit by the bullet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, good advice.
1: All you kids at home, you remember that.
0: Yeah, you know. But we've been having a good time. It also really helps that Ivan. He's actually he's really good too. Because TF2 isn't just about shooting; it's about tactics. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. I, yeah. As a sniper, there's certain things I don't do. And he, like, it, or whatever class I play, there's certain things I don't do. Or, like, as a pyro, there's certain things that I'll do. Like, you know, for example, it, I see it all the time. Like, I see, like, when, you know, uh, somebody's a pyro and they see, like, a medic heavy uh, combo ubercharged, right? They won't do anything. But as a pyro, you should be pushing them apart from each other so you break the stream. I mean, like it's the easiest way to kill that heavy and get him separated. Because that medic's not gonna do shit to you when you get him by himself. So let him stay overcharged. Kill the heavy. You know what I'm saying? Think it. The... Think. Exactly. It's a game of thinking, fast thinking, and people just don't do it. <laughs> you know, and that's why it's so easy to dominate sometimes. Yeah. You know? But um. I guess yeah. so.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: people aren't playing the game right. Exactly. But like I said, Ivan, he's good at whatever he plays. He knows how to play each class well, you know. And uh, it really helps out. So, yeah, we've been we're just destroying people in that game. It's been awesome. Um, I, but by myself, I've actually been playing Brink as well. And I'm enjoying myself with Brink. Um, I, played a, I played a PAX, and I thought it was good... But then when it came out and so many people like were just complaining about it, complaining about it. And it felt like the community actually kind of abandoned it for the most part. I just you know, I just left it alone. Never bought it. So, you know, over yeah. the weekend, uh Steam had that free that free weekend for Brink. This is why PC gaming is awesome. Um, because these things happen all the time like uh last year I don't know how many times they had free black ops or Modern Warfare two weekends. You know what I'm saying? Uh same thing. That's probably, a cool deal. Yeah, same thing will probably happen with Modern Warfare three, probably January, February ish. Um but uh yeah, so I start I played the free weekend and I'm like, well this game isn't bad at all. It's actually pretty cool. I mean the level of customization that you can have, uh the weapons that you can get and then the the level of customization of weapons, I mean you can really fit your character, weapons and all, to your style of gameplay, specifically. Like, it is really cool, even with the... I mean, you have these, uh... I'm not gonna call them power-ups, but upgrades that you can turn on, turn off, and you level up, and just the gameplay itself is actually pretty cool, like, you know, it has a, a parkour style gameplay, like, you know... Yeah, uh, like you know how um, Bethesda was talking about Prey two and it's gonna be like par- a parkour style gameplay with a gun. Like I was like, I kind of understood what they were talking about, but now playing Brank I'm like, okay, I see exactly what they're makes talking sense about now. now. Makes a lot of sense, and it is awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like um, being but able. Yeah, I've to- oh, actually played Brink, Brink except for I play
1: I played it at Pax. I, I was kind of lukewarm on it. I didn't think it was like like a lot like you said a lot of reviews and a lot of people were like really killing it. I mean it's hard to tell at, at PAX like you know I played it for like half hour guys and, and it was you know I, I didn't think it was bad but I didn't think it was that good either. I decided not to get it, but uh, I, I know a couple of people on our staff actually really liked it. Jason Worsitz, who's a editor for us really liked it and one of our our newest writer uh, Aaron who you'll see posting more stuff soon. He he has it, too, and he really enjoyed it. So, you know, it sounds like there's a lot more to it than people gave it
0: credit for. Yeah, I mean, there's still a few things I'd like the same tweak. Like, I think um, the hit detection system could use a little work. Uh, maybe the damage system could use a little work. Not a whole lot, because if, if I say, like, yo, they need to rework it, that means the game is bad. It's not Right. tweaked. They could do right. that. That would be pretty awesome. Also, if they could stabilize the frame rate just a little bit better, that would be awesome. you know what I'm saying a lot a couple of little tweaks and the game will be like super but like there has been no first-person shooter that lets you scale the levels the way you do in Brink because of the parkour style movements you know what I'm saying like while some of the heavy guys have to walk around like you and your like the light guys or the medium guys can jump over like Big walls, you know, climb up big walls and then hop over and then do stuff like that. So it was really cool, really cool. So I'm enjoying that. I actually did buy it from the weekend because you got 50% off if you bought it over the weekend. So I call that a deal for me. And uh, other than that, I've uh, been playing the Red Orchestra 2 Beta, which I really can't say too much about because we're under embargo. But I will tell you this, for those who are familiar with Red Orchestra... Um, we we'll know what it is, and even if you don't, maybe you should look it up. It's still Red Orchestra. It's it's still Red Orchestra. Like they didn't try to modernize it too much. I mean, they did update it a bit. They didn't try to like super modernize it, but it's that same gameplay. Like you're not gonna, you not a Call of Duty player is not gonna come in here and dominate. Like you can't just run around the map shooting people. Doesn't work.
1: Well, that's so, good because there's plenty of games to do that already.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Red Orchestra is still Red Orchestra. Thank God for that. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But I will have a preview up, hopefully uh, as soon as the embargo is lifted. I'm gonna be playing it all weekend. So okay, uh, we'll. we'll but, uh, yeah, we'll but see but uh,
1: speaking of shooters that you're really into, Jared, we had a pretty big announcement a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah, Counter yeah.
1: Strike is coming.
0: You want to yes. tell us about that? Yes, it is um, Counter Strike Global Offensive, or as the community is gonna call it, CS:GO, because you know. We're too cool to it's say... It's cool like that. Yeah, we're too cool to say Counter-Strike Source or Counter-Strike Global Offensive. It's CSS or CSGO. So, um, not to be confused with the PSP Go. But,
1: no, not at all.
0: But, but, um, <laughs> nobody yes. wants that confusion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nobody wants that. Um, so, basically, CSGO was officially announced by Valve. Now, this comes after a few days of rumors. <clears throat> and it wasn't even like Valve was really denying it. Like, actually, <laughs> it's funny because... A thread started in the Valve forums or in Steam forums, and the what happens is like people are saying, "Well, I hear it's called this," or "I hear it's called that," and then one of the Valve admins like, "It's called Global Offensive," <laughs> just like that. <laughs> 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 they, they weren't even trying Ooh. to like, yeah, just trying to hide it, and uh, that was a few days so ago. You know. And then uh, on Friday, it uh. (laughs) On Friday, they just, you know, they officially announced it. Um, so basically, uh. CSGO is going to feature a few new maps, uh. new characters. I can only mean that. I think that only really means that they're going to add character models to the counter terrorist or terrorist sides. Um, new weapons, which I'm kind of curious if they're actually going to use actual weapon names now, like actually call the Desert Eagle the Desert Eagle instead of the Nighthawk, you know. Uh, so, and, uh, it's gonna have updated versions of classic CS maps, such as DE Dust. This concerns me a little bit, okay, because here's the deal. They're not making huge graphical updates. They will be using the newest version of the Source Engine. So there are some, I guess, some tweaks that can happen to the maps themselves. Yeah. But if they change any of the classic maps... Yeah, there's gonna be problems. <laughs> like, the, like the community, the counter- community planning. Yeah, the Counter Strike community is one of the most vocal community game communities I've ever been a part of. And, and I'm not even really a part of the Counter Strike community now, and it's still the same way. I mean, CS players are the real deal. I mean, for example, like you know, people will talk shit on the internet all the time, all the time. No, no, that never happens. Come on, the ca- the Counter Strike community. <laughs> Is the only, they're the only set of people that I have gone to a LAN and they just continue to still talk shit in your face, <laughs> which is, I'm totally okay with that. I'm like, look, if you want to talk shit, that's cool. Just you, you know, and you want like, hey, if, as long as you're, if you're man enough to do it in the face, that's even better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like usually, like you know, people are really they're really nice, nice at LANs, but not the CS guys. They're the they're the loudest. <laughs> they're the rudest. <laughs> and that's just the way it works, <laughs> you know in the c s community they're very, very vocal um so there's going to be huge uproar and outcry if these maps are altered too much um
1: see change. Yes, yeah. gamers have been playing something for a very, very, very insanely long time.
0: Well, I'm, well, you know, what? I'm going to get into why the maps really shouldn't change, but I'll, there's a couple other features I want to actually go over. Um, there are going to be new gameplay modes, which we'll see how that works because is, a lot of people, in case you didn't know, Counter-Strike actually has two gameplay modes already. Um, three if you count VIP, which didn't even make it in the source. Okay. Um, there's also going to be matchmaking, which that's going to be a. I, f- I don't know how they're not going to make that a nightmare because it literally only takes one good Counter Strike player to destroy a server. On the opposite side, it takes one bad <laughs> Counter Strike player to destroy a server. Like it's it's it can get it it's can some get some headaches there. Exactly, it can get it can it can get fun. <laughs> and by fun, it I mean bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I took your meaning. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be more features than that, but, uh, so I'm curious to see what kind of gameplay modes. I'm assuming they're going to include some of the modes that we've seen, um, added via mod to source, like, gun game, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, also, it's going to be released on console and PC. I have a little bit to say about that as well, um but if you're at if you're going to be at Pax Prime or the London Games Festival cuz they're really close together by the way um they uh you'll be able to play them there live uh so now I'm really regretting my decision not to go to Pax Prime I'm kicking myself or as I speak right now or London yeah yeah that was, I was <laughs> this close to the entire MTB staff to going to London <laughs> <laughs> and now I should have went but um <laughs> Yeah, the reason why you don't want to change the maps too much is because of the type of game Counter Strike is. Like Counter Strike is not Call of Duty, it's not Battlefield, it's not even Rainbow Six. Like when Counter Strike came out, the only game I would say that was more tactical than Counter Strike was Rainbow Six, like the original. Like Rainbow Six One, Rainbow Six Two. Yeah. Um, now the new Rainbow Six is not nearly as tactical as Counter Strike is. I mean, everything's technical about Counter-Strike, whether you're crouched, standing, running, walking, and then the maps also come into play with that, you know what I'm saying, like, the angles, the different angles you have and different positions in the map have tons to do, like, whether there's, like, a little lip that maybe come out on that wall gives you just that much advantage in that spot, you know, like, the maps... Yeah, I mean, like, the maps really, really... It comes from the era where maps really, really affect gameplay. Like, if you look at, like, Call of Duty or even Battlefield, like, Bad Company, like, you could take things and move them around in the maps, and it wouldn't affect the gameplay that much. Because, like, you know, for example, in Battlefield, because, you know, people say, we pick on Modern Warfare too much. I won't even pick on Modern Warfare. I'll pick on Battlefield. So, like, in Bad Company let's say no matter let say there's a building that people are in, and like you know you can't get into the building no matter where you put that building, I can always take a tank and knock that sucker down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, whereas in Counter strike, you really don't have that option, like you kind of have to have a strategy like look, this is a this 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 spot that we have to go through here, really bad area for us, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> we have to like you know find a way to actually get in there. And do it. So Counter-Strike has a lot to do with you know, do I run into this area? Do I walk into this area? Do I use a flash? Do I use a smoke? Do I do this? Do I do that? You know, like changing the maps would affect that drastically. So you know, I really hope they don't change the maps at all. I'm not even saying too much, just don't change the maps, please. Don't do Um, anything. The second thing that concerns me a little bit is that it's going to be on PC and console. uh, And here's why.
1: Yeah, why does that worry
0: you? Okay, so typically when you have a game that comes out for PC and console, it is altered to make it playable on console. Okay, like, you know, or easier to play on console. And the example I'm going to use is Portal. Which everybody's like, Barr? Portal, how does that, you know. So I'll give you the the example I'm going to use is Portal. There is a specific type of puzzle that you will not find in Portal 2. And that's the speed puzzle. Okay. In Portal 1, there were a couple of puzzles that you had to use speed and accuracy while you were flying through the air to make other portals appear so you can go through them. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I remember those.
0: Yeah. those. They took those out of Portal 2. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm not saying it's bad. So before you try to set me on fire, just listen. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. i
1: put this flamethrower away.
0: Thanks. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> what happens is, uh, what they did is they replaced... Those types of puzzles with a lot more gadgets, um, items, and different puzzles, and the puzzles were more intricate in general, so it's not like they removed it, but they put way more into it, and I'm okay with that, you know what I'm saying? But, oh, you want to say something?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I definitely felt that there was, a, there was a break from tradition there. From I mean, it was only one game, so yeah. I don't know if tradition is the word, but <laughs> yeah, that definitely it, it got away from that and went a different direction. With all the, the goops and all that, or the slimes or whatever the hell they were called, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, everybody knows what I'm talking about. And then like you said, though, it worked out really well. The game was still, it was excellent. Like nobody's
0: nobody's gonna say Portal Two was bad by any yeah. means. Exactly. I mean, and that was fine. The, but the, like you know, with Counter Strike, you really like how much wiggle room do you have there? Like the thing about Counter Strike, Counter Strike has a lot to do with tactics, speed, and accuracy. And that's the thing, like, the the accuracy part is, like, a, a huge, huge deal. And, like, speed and accuracy doesn't really go. To, I'm not saying that speed actually, you, you don't have speed and accuracy on console. Compared to PC, it's just not there. PC, like, the mouse and keyboard configuration leaps and bounds more accurate and faster than you can get on a controller. Um if you change certain gameplay aspects like let's say you start changing stuff in maps so that you don't have to worry about turning let's say you know uh forty five degrees when you hit this corner, you know what I'm saying, or maybe fifty five degrees or whatever, so that it's easier to line up your shot like that's yeah. a that's a problem that's gonna make it much easier to play on p c um I'm not gonna rag on it too much only because this is valve and valve. Has been releasing games on both console and PC for a long time, and the PC parts have been fine. Uh, I mean, Half-Life Two, the original Portal, Team Fortress Two, Left 4 Dead One, Left 4 Dead Two, all released on both on PC and console, and the they PC they tend to get it right. Yeah, well, the PC gameplay is is amazing, but here's the deal: those console, uh, I guess you could call them ports of those games really don't do all that well. I mean, like, how many people do you know that have played Half-Life 2 on console? How many people play Left 4 Dead 1 or 2 on console? And how many people, like, play TF2? Like, I know people who tried to play TF2 on console and they just, like, I can't do it. Too many buttons. Too much stuff to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: TF2 did not do well on consoles. Um, I-, I did get wrong on Left 4 Dead. I'm going to disagree there. I okay. think Left 4 Dead really took off. In fact, in fact, I played a lot of Left 4 Dead. On console um maybe it is still bigger on pc i'm not saying it's not but i think i think that was a little different
0: it, well, it, well nobody can deny it's bigger on pc but i don't know anybody that plays left for down on console besides you you're the all only right, now you know now. somebody now i know somebody so you i play with aaron so there now you know two people all right there you go yeah that's the thing so um oh, but I, I mean i'm <laughs> i i'm excited because i love counter-strike and i love the gameplay and it's a it's an art that is lost now um That that style of tactical gameplay. Now everything is about run and gun or blow a whole bunch of stuff up. And this is really going to bring back kind of like tactical gameplay that's not too technical. Because like Rainbow Six One and Two, the reason why I mean those games were popular, but the reason why they didn't pick up as as much as they could have was because it was too tactical. I mean, like you really you spent like 30 minutes on those maps. Like I'm talking about just the planning maps, (laughs) you know, getting ready to go into your level. So. Um, Sometimes yeah.
1: you get to the point where it's like, "Well, this may be more realistic, but it just isn't fun to play it like that." Exactly. So we're not going to do that. It's like, um, what the Marines do like, this like, in real life? <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is so boring. <laughs> you know, this is what war is like.
1: God, I'm never going to war. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
0: all right, but um, yeah, just I'm 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 gonna leave it at that. Like. I'm excited because Counter-Strike, I'm excited because Valve, I want to see what they're going to do, but I I am a little concerned when you start talking about updating maps and the console PC release. But it's Valve, so it's okay, and Gabe already knows that I'm going to kidnap him if he doesn't do what he needs to do with this.
1: Yeah, a lot of pressure, a lot of things riding on this, so I think with that added little little bit in there, he's going to come through. Yeah,
0: right there, thank you Uh Nick. I'm your your you...
1: name will be in the credits at the end. It's gonna be fast, but you know, it'll be there.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be in the special thanks section.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone seen this man? If so, please contact the authorities. So, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, so, whatever, it'll be there. That's the point. Just that just that they thought to include you was sweet, I thought.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a nice thought. If they can catch me. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, but yeah, let's uh we're gonna move on to the next topic, which is actually uh, a little bit about Gaikai. Um It's been a little bit since we actually talked about them. I think we mentioned them in a previous podcast, you know, since the last time we talked about them. Um, For those who don't know, Gaikai is a, uh, it's a technology, no, sorry, it's a company that has a technology that allows you to play, like, full games through your web browser. It streams the games to your web browser. Um, Gaikai well, I will start with the news. The news is that Gaikai has signed deals with several publishers. They're saying almost all major publishers are on board with their program. Um, the thing yeah,
1: that EA and Capcom were two that they named. Yeah, EA and Capcom. They said Capcom's there are many one. others, like like Jared said, but the ones that they're ready to name at this time, EA and Capcom. So that's that's pretty big. <laughs> you got the second biggest third party publisher in the world, and one of the bigger ones out of Japan.
0: Yeah, so, um, one thing that I think everybody should know, Gaikai is not really in the business of servicing consumers. They service publishers. It's a service for publishers. Like, if publishers want you to to get a real taste of their game, they'll put, like, a Gaikai streaming whatever or player on their website. Let's say you, like, for example, Dead Space. I played Dead Space 2 over Gaikai on a ridiculously bad pc aka my computer at work okay <laughs> <laughs> so um what happened is you know i i the, no gra no graphics besides the one married to the motherboard uh two gigs of ram you know and it played dead space 2 at the highest settings perfectly It's ridiculous yeah so because it streams the game across no hiccups at all um so that's what the service is for. It's, like, for stuff like that. So, you know, like, you go to, like, you know, if EA wants you to get a real taste of Dead Space 2, you go to the Dead Space 2 website, and it's like, try the game here. Boom, don't even have to download anything. Just, boom, right in the browser. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. So,
1: <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: very cool tech. Very cool tech. Um, and actually, they, uh, they even... Now... You know, of course, I was playing a broadband connection at work, but for slower connections, they have even developed a technology that still allows slow connections, which I'm assuming means, like, 1 megabit or 1.5 megabit per second, to connect to the service and play smoothly. So, that's really cool. You know, I think that uh, Gaikai is really going to change things, like, in terms of how... uh, how you how game companies do demos. You know what I'm saying? Uh, basically, like, instead of having to prep a demo and then make it downloadable, which that itself is like, you know, if you have a demo that's 500 megs, you have to have a server that can hold and support that many downloads from that server. You know what I'm saying? It costs money. And then most demos, like, they aren't that great in the, in the first place. <laughs> that's, but that's pretty much true. But if you can actually play a chunk of a game for a certain amount of time, well, let's say they give you 20 minutes of game time, uh, 30 minutes of game time in Dead Space, you know, oh, you know, that's a, that's a different story. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I mean, who wouldn't be excited about that? And right now, I mean, it's through the browser, but I can't imagine this tech or this streaming tech being too hard to implement on the Xbox or the PlayStation. And if you want to try a demo of a game, like, boom, there you go, stream it right through. Do we, you know, and of course, we know, we're moving farther into the digital download age. So now it could be like, oh, you played this much. Would you like to buy the game? Yes. Okay. There you go. Never have to leave my house, and therefore, <laughs> all Americans will be three hundred pounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the few that aren't already. Yeah. <laughs> the few of us, Few of us that
0: aren't will get that big. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I man, I'm. I can't say I'm excited for the service because it's, it does nothing. Personally, for me, like it's you know it really doesn't do much for the consumer. But like it, only thing it does is give the publishers a uh, a way to to offer uh, more gameplay to you before you buy. You know, cause, I think that's pretty cool that you can
1: play games at, at the highest settings even if your computer's a piece. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, I mean, I don't want to name names, but Nick Santangelo, my computer's a piece. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so that's pretty cool yeah yeah definitely and I one thing that I hope it does, and this is the last thing before we move on to our next point uh right now <laughs> in demos like they put they always put their best foot forward, you know what I'm saying, uh, and sometimes that kind of tricks you into buying a game and you feel kind of sour after it. perhaps if you can actually play the real game for a little bit, it will force the quality to be a bit higher, you know what I'm saying
1: yeah that would that would be so much so much better. Plus then, then wouldn't have to spend so much time like putting together like a demo. It would just be like, all right, here's a section of the game that was already done and that we know is good.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I'm I'm curious to see exactly what publishers do with it. So um, we'll keep an eye out on that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and actually, one one quick note before we move on, Gaikai also works in Facebook. They've already shown it working on Facebook. So, I would expect that some people would actually use the service to actually build games, like full 3D games, and stream them through Facebook. So, we have to see what the indie devs do with that. Because that's like, you know, Facebook is indie dev territory, really. Right. But, uh, yes, moving on to our next point, Gamefly. I guess this is more good news for the PC right now. So, everybody knows about the war between... uh, the secret war between Origin and Steam, <laughs> because according to EA, we're not competing with Steam. Oh, Bullshit. no, of course not. Yes, you are. Totally okay. are. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, you tell me you mean to tell me that Steam is too restrictive? Get out of here! You know. What?
1: Come on, Jared. I wouldn't lie to you.
0: Oh, yeah, right. All right they probably would. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, exactly. <laughs> they you. definitely would. They did. Well, you know, gameplay is actually getting not not gameplay, Sorry, GameFly is getting ready to throw their weight into the battle and they're bringing it from a different perspective okay um if you don't know what gamefly is and i'm surprised if you don't but gamefly um basically it's like a netflix for games so you put your games in the queue and um you know, they mail you games. Now me personally, I've never had that great of an experience with Gamefly. They never really sent me the games I won and the only reason I haven't cancelled it is because I keep forgetting, you know. <laughs> and I was getting I was getting really really close endorsement folks. <laughs> I was getting really, really close to canceling. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, uh Eh, you know, I, I'll remember sure, one of these days.
1: Cancelpoints says I've never canceled my GameFly account because well, I keep forgetting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think I played. I, actually, I did. I did play Mirror's Edge when I first got it, and I did enjoy that. I actually bought it. That's also how I played Resistance, and I and I figured out that I did not like it. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, they that's the thing. I never really sent any game I want. But back to this, like um, I was I'm getting I was getting closer and closer to actually canceling it, and then this happens they announce unlimited pc play okay basically we, um they acquired direct to drive not too long ago and i was just thinking to myself what are they going to do with that <laughs> you know not no. even thinking about this not even thinking about this cuz in my mind this could never happen okay but but uh basically what their unlimited PC play is they're gonna come out with a digital client that you put on your PC or Mac, and any game that is in the library that they have supported for PC or Mac, you won't be streaming it like on live. You will actually be able to download that and play it on your computer. It's like having it is having gamefly for your PC. As long as you have the subscription, you will be able to play those games. It's a pretty good deal. I think it's a good deal. I have nothing negative to say about it. Shocking. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I I throw around the hate paste a lot, <laughs> but um. I've noticed that. I uh, I have nothing negative to say about it. I think it's pretty cool. I am totally expecting after maybe about six months to a year, if it goes well, um, price hikes on the subscription plan because right now there hasn't been any. Um, any talk about price hikes in the subscription plan. But I can only imagine that it will as more as they get more and more games for the library. The price is going to go up in terms of subscription. As of right now, they do not plan to have a PC-only subscription. That is not in the plan. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So I guess I can see how it goes first, and then maybe they'll do it. You know, we'll see. But right now, you have to have the regular subscription, which gives you at least one game i my game fly gives me two games that i don't play so <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's nice of them yeah so um i yeah. guess
1: i want to keep people hooked in like you said in case, in case this thing doesn't work, work out for them yeah exactly like you're, well we still got you on those monthly games and if jared Redding is any indication you'll just forget to cancel them so yeah. we'll keep
0: coming <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not the best example. They're like, Oh, but you don't like the service, uh, but you're still paying for it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's what they're doing in their office right now. Um but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. I mean, they're gonna of course they're gonna have to enforce like some type of DRM that will force you to authenticate to their service. Um to, in order to play. Uh I can only imagine that it would also, well, maybe it won't require always on, because Steam doesn't require always on. So perhaps it won't. Always on DRM, or always online, I should say. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do to secure the games, because, I mean, once those files are on your computer, people who know what they're doing, they take them, and then that's how the ha- hacking happens. Like, it's terrible people. Yeah, you know, yeah, we had a whole podcast about it. I'm not going to talk about them anymore. <laughs> but um yeah that's 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 how it happens. you know you get the file they get the files on their computer, one person pays for it, or and in this case they'll have the service, and then you know they crack it wide open so other people can play. so I'm just curious to see how it's gonna work out and how they're gonna what they're gonna do for anti piracy because the deal is if they actually put stuff on my p c that like uh hinders my performance. Stuff that I can't get rid of, like uh, I think it was a Borderlands was a game that was on my PC, and to get the DRM off of that, uh, to get the, the the DRM with Borderlands off my PC, I had to sacrifice a goat. So like <laughs> it was it was hard. <laughs> okay. It's
1: a good goat from what I heard too. It, it was the best goat. I
0: had to find the best goat. It wouldn't accept anything else. Okay. <laughs> so. It's you thinking know. like that is smart. Yeah. So you know. That's the thing. Uh, I I don't want any part part of DRM on my PC. But uh, there will be a closed beta. It starts September eighth. There is going to be an event in LA, which I don't know where. I guess it hasn't been, hasn't been too many details yet. But everybody there is going to get a key, a beta code. Um, you can also sign up on the website. We will have that link in the show notes. Actually, we'll have a link in the show notes to our website, which then has a link inside the article that was written to that that page. Technology. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you know, if you're interested, you can check that out. But um, yeah, it, it should be uh, pretty interesting. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But this uh, holiday season. yeah, actually, they, they do plan on uh, starting this holiday season. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we will see.
1: Not that long off. It yeah. feels like it's long off because it's still you know August and warm, but it's it, the, the holidays kind of sneak up on you like that. The holiday game rush. I don't get too off-topic with that, but yeah, it, it's funny how August goes by and like we complain that there's nothing to play, and then all of a sudden it's October, and November. It's like bam, everything's out.
0: I have no money. I have no time to play anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but uh, okay, moving on. We it's it's Team Bondi time here. At Mash those buttons. It's that time again, folks. Yeah, we haven't actually talked about Team Bondi in a little bit. And this quite possibly might be the last time we do talk about Team Bondi. Specifically Team Bondi. Because reason being, because Team Bondi has sold off all of their assets to uh, KMM, which stands for, I have it right here. Kennedy <laughs> Miller Mitchell. Yeah, Kennedy Miller Mitchell. Um, they are the studio behind the Mad Max game. I love those guys. Who Who has, they are. Who, has two, who has two thumbs and didn't know a Mad Max game was coming out? This guy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I did not know that anybody was working on a Mad Max game. Um, Until, you know what, until the
1: rumblings came out, because there have been some previous rumblings about this possibly happening like a week or so ago, that was the first time I heard that they were working on a Mad Max game. Yeah. And I was like, who the hell is KMM
0: Studio? <laughs> exactly. They were like, the studio <laughs> behind Mad Max, I'm like, the movie? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, why? Yeah, they just abbreviated like that, Give the acronym.
1: Like, everyone was just saying, you know, KMM Studios. Like, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I don't know who KMM they are.
0: are. I don't they... know I don't they're bad, I'm just saying I don't know who the hell they are. I don't think anybody else did either, outside of Australia. When they first announced them, like, they said, it, all they said was, like, the Mad Max Studio, and I'm like, the movie studio that made Mad Max bought Team Bondi? That makes no sense to me. And then they're like, <laughs> and then you know, I refer to like the game. I'm like, oh, no, he <laughs> purchase
1: LA Noir. Wait, wait a second.
0: Yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, but basically, um, KMM they uh, are making a Mad Max game. Uh, originally, the rumors were that Team Bondi was working together with KMM on the Mad Max game, and then that rumor turned into Team Bondi being sold or merging, and now. Um, the official report is that Team Bondi has sold their assets to KMM, and which their inc- souls. Yes, <laughs> which include uh, game IP uh, and other assets. Uh, team, but current Team Bondi employees were either offered severance pay or position at KMM. Uh, in terms of game IP, La Noir is not included. Because that belongs to Rockstar. So what did they get? I <laughs> have no <laughs> idea. I mean, maybe they have uh, game names or oh, well, they have game IPs that haven't been developed yet. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, but I mean, what like what do they have that's that's really worth any substantial amount of money? I have no like, idea. That's worth being bought. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they have something really cool that we don't know about. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Like, there can't be much done on it. We did, they just got done spending seven years working like slaves down there on on noir.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they have. Um, I mean, it's still speculation as to what actually happened or at Tame Bondi. Like some people think that possibly Team Bondy has gone bankrupt, which I don't even know how that's possible with La Noir selling four million units.
1: Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, yeah. if that if that is actually what happened, then the studio is about one hundred times more. Uh, poorly mismanaged than we thought it was. Yes, came out. Like
0: They were actually way underestimating how bad things were. Yeah, yeah, they, uh I mean I, I do know that um it's well I'm not going to act like I know exactly how the transactions work between publishers and developers when it's not like an in-house developer. But I do know that like, sometimes publishers just here here's boatload of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how yeah. the developer gets their money. And pays their employees and stuff like that. And then when the game actually comes out, the publisher is the one who recoups that. So possibly this is what happened. You know, that like, you know, Rockstar's like, you know, money, here you go. And then McNamara is like, oh, here we are, we're out of money. I guess <laughs> yeah, that more could be money. Awesome. <laughs> You know, I guess because
1: it, you know, it took so long for the game to get made.
0: Maybe, yeah. So. So they would have
1: been paid so far in advance. Now, there's thing... different types of deals there so. So yeah. who, who knows? We can't say for sure. Like Jared yeah, we
0: we don't know if if they were if they were supposed to get a cut or not. But that's but possible. That's possible, yeah. So um Brendan like well, um one of the things that we're still not sure of though is if McNamara himself will be going to KMM or if he's just going to call it quits. Um and the reason why it's a big deal is because many many of the staff who left Team Bondi because of the working environment, work, they, they, many of them work for KMM now.
1: Awkward.
0: Very awkward, yes. <laughs> and if Brendan actually came on, I can only imagine that he would get a position high up.
1: Yeah, obviously he's not going to come in and be like, you
0: know, low level whatever. Exactly. So, anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would. I can only imagine that he'd bring his management style over, you know. Cut-throat. Do or die. Got to get yeah. that game out, no matter what. You know, give me your soul. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the ones you just
1: bought from us too. We want those back. Yes,
0: <laughs> you know. So I mean, nobody that 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 hasn't been confirmed yet. That'll probably be the next piece of news, but it won't be Team Bondi news because Team Bondi is pretty much no more. Um, they, we don't know if KMM is actually going to buy the Team Bondi name. Uh, or if Team Bondi is just going to ride off into the sunset, so yeah, you know what that might
1: that would make a lot of sense if they just change KMM to Team Bondi. Yeah, because then people but, know who it is. Yeah, <laughs> no one knows who KMM is. Okay, nobody knows. <laughs> um, so, so if they change it to Team Bondi, like that would that would make some sense? Then, like, hey, we got you know their IP and the rights to things and all. Like, okay, Team Bondi is a name now, even though it was tarnished by all, all that you know crap that went down with slave the, driving yes exactly that's that's the time i'm looking for slave driving yeah even though it was tarnished by that like you know average joe blow doesn't know shit about that he just knows oh ellen noir was an awesome game oh team Bondi*? cool i'll get mad max yeah not even caring like like how many people today have no idea that atari is not at all atari <laughs> that you are thinking of yeah it was april Graham's in france
0: yeah, exactly. Like it, a lot of
1: people, don't, like obviously gamers know that, but you know, just people who aren't serious gamers, gamers walk into Best Buy gamers, and see yeah. like that Atari logo, and it's like, oh wow, Atari, cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, they might not say cool. They might just say lame because it's so old to well, them. <laughs> <laughs> that can also happen. But um, yeah, so that that's that. Um, we'll see what happens in the future. We'll see what Brendan actually does. Before we move on though, I do have I, I kinda related something to say um about the Team Bondi slavery. You because know, you know, their the slavery over at Team Bondi produced some good work. I used to have a t shirt that had a picture of a pyramid and underneath the pyramid it says slavery. It gets shit done. <laughs> <laughs> How true. true yeah
1: definitely because Ellen and r was pretty fantastic i gotta be honest and
0: so are the pyramids yeah
1: (laughs) i mean i haven't seen them personally but it's pretty cool on tv (laughs) all
0: right but yes the last thing i wanted to add and now that somebody's probably mad at me let's talk about um take two posting some losses um now take two uh it's just, it it was just surprising that they post losses due to l a newar success
1: yeah you pretty much assume they're just swimming
0: in cash exactly, but the reason I'm actually want to talk about this, and we probably won't even talk about it for too long is you know they they're reporting losses, but here are the numbers okay so uh they there was an eleven percent drop in uh year on year revenue. So far this year, it's been three hundred thirty-four point four million, compared to last year's three hundred seventy-five point four million. Okay, um, that being said, that eleven percent drop. Here's what they've done so far this year: uh, La New War shipped four million units. Okay, yeah, that's not that many. Four million units. Oh, that's four a lot. Million. Four million units. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. They also were getting money from the release of Duke Nukem Forever, which, while Duke wasn't a good game, it actually wasn't a failure in terms of sales, either. Like, it actually still sold. So, how I mean, how many people bought that game just because it was
1: like, well, I know it's not going to be that good, but I but want to see it Duke for myself anyway? Exactly. it's Duke Nukem. How many people do you know who said that? I guarantee everybody listening, there was at least really somebody.
0: Yeah, at least one person. Like, I had to see it for myself, so, yeah. you know um they also said that they had strong computers with carnival games monkey see monkey do um which we actually had somebody at pax play that and they said it was pretty good (laughs) um oh really yeah uh nba 2k 11 which sold 5.5 million units to date and that's the highest selling title in the 2k sports history not just nba 2k 2k sports history (laughs) okay 5.5. They saw a 40% increase in uh, digitally delivered content. Uh, Let us see what else. Oh, yeah. And uh, Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. 11 million copies worldwide.
1: That is a lot of copies. Yeah. 2 million.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say the point is that, well, they're saying they posted a loss. They're still doing pretty well. Yeah,
0: exactly. We we sh- I wish I could post these kind of losses, Jared. To be <laughs> honest, you know, we I would be so lucky, dude. I don't, need- I don't even need to post a fraction of that money to be okay. Yeah. Like, oh man, we only made thirty 33- three three hundred and thirty four million. Only oh, shucks. made. Oh man, <laughs> we're such failures. We gotta do better. Like, come on now. I, I mean, can only put one extra floor in my house this year now. <laughs> Two million of those RDR of sales, that was just from the Undead Nightmare disc sales. Not Undead Nightmare in general. Not like, you know, downloading the DLC from the Xbox or PS3. Just the disc sales. Dude, come on. That's <laughs> like, crazy. That is crazy. People love zombies, man. Yeah. Their their you know their model should just be Take Two we're doing very well.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nintendo not so much. Take Two very well.
0: Yes, exactly. Just slide
1: that in there, just because.
0: Yeah, so I uh, know I'm glad that this didn't get plastered all over the place because what the media has a tendency to do is like the post is oh my god Take Two uh, post lost. Right after Nintendo. The industry is going down in flames. The, sip, the ship is sinking. Save yourself. No. Broke
1: your game's still doing well.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is uh, is apt, but they're doing well. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just glad this didn't get plastered all over the place. Because when you look at the numbers, this is ridiculous. Like, for you know, for their investors, like, okay, crap. It, it, it is, the fact that they didn't make as much money as they did before is not necessarily a good thing. But I think they're still doing okay. Um, not to mention, didn't, well, I guess, uh, in last year's call, would have included GTA 4, right? Because GTA 4 came out in, tw- in 2009?
1: Um, I don't think it was 2008, actually.
0: Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I was get, I'm, I'm I, pretty sure that was 2008. I thought GTA4 came out yet yeah, it is it is a wait, Okay. I thought GTA4 came out a year before Red Dead, but I was just wrong about that.
1: You know the reason I remember actually that it came out in 2008 was that I was working at gamestop at the time, um, right. a few years ago, and I was actually working the midnight with, um, with Aaron, you know the new writer our new writer on the site. We worked out together. We were sitting there watching like the uh, the in-game TV show. And <sighs> that's all, we couldn't play the game, but we just we just like sat the dude down, Bellick down, and just watched that. It was hilarious. Uh,
0: so that's the only reason I remember it came out in 2008. Okay, well, hmm, I'm trying to think what could have actually came out in 2009 for them to have such a big year before Red Dead Redemption. But maybe they were, it was just residual sales from GTA 4 because they had the they had the uh, DLC. So yeah, but uh, either I- way, they're doing fine. They're doing better than us. And that's a all lot that matters. A lot better. You
1: should see the lost MTV posted. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, sometimes I look at it and I just cry myself to sleep. <laughs> when I need a good cry, I take a look at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but uh, we're going to move on to, uh, to a little hypocrisy, actually. What um say. Yeah, a little hypocrisy. Uh, so eh, for those who don't remember... Uh, a couple months ago, actually June to be exact, um, during the week of the Duke Nukem release, the Redner group, well, Jim Redner himself, made a uh, post on Twitter pretty much threatening uh, reviewers that gave Duke Nukem a bad review uh, with being blacklisted. He did it publicly. Now, blacklisting is something that happens, okay? It just wasn't done really publicly. Uh, and if you know for those who don't really understand what it is, basically a publisher or developer will not give you review copies of games uh you know to to uh you know get the jump on the reviews yeah uh,
1: for a few months they'll hold back on you if they deem that yeah. your coverage of their products
0: usually reviews were not up to what they were hoping for, yeah, pretty much and I guess you can always say well yeah, I can just buy you can just buy the game and play it anyway, yes, but that means you have to wait. Till release day, buy the game, play it, and then review it. That takes a few days. By that time, all the other media sites are going to have reviews up already. And a lot of people have already bought the game. <laughs> so, we
1: speak from experience. We
0: do speak from experience. On <laughs> the cause... times
1: when we do get games ahead of time, we they do much better.
0: Yeah. When we can review early. I mean, and obviously, it's better for you guys, the readers, too. Yeah, because you'll know whether to buy it or not. But like, I know... I'm not going to mention any names, but there are there's at least one publisher and one developer that are blacklisting us, for sure. I can tell you that for sure because of some emails I received. Whoops. <laughs> we, we are no longer sending you yeah. games. That is pretty cut and dry. <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, basically. You know, 2K, they disowned the retina group saying we don't endorse blacklisting, blah, 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 and they no longer represent our product. Okay. Well, uh, a little earlier this week, Eurogamer um, tweeted, or actually say Tom Bramwell from Eurogamer tweeted that uh, they've been blacklisted by 2K. (laughs) Which is funny because 2K just said, oh, no, blacklisting bad. We don't do that. Yes. You know, so. uh, he says they were blacklisted due to, as a result of issues arising from the coverage of the company's products. Which, uh, 2K, they they released a couple things. Just a few. You know what I'm saying? Um, so actually 2K is actually, getting blacklisted from 2K is not so great, to be honest with you. No. But, I mean, the simple fact is that that's a little hypocritical uh, to blacklist somebody uh, after, you know, disowning the Redner group you know actually uh tom bramwell he stated that he uh, felt sorry for the redneck group uh seems like, you know cuz they got fired pretty much for talking about something that's standard practice yeah. you know? um yeah i mean blacklisting isn't cool and it, it happens it, it happens like you know they they don't want to send their and naturally i can understand them not wanting to send their product to people who uh i guess don't look upon it favorably or don't give it good press you know what I'm saying, but at the same time, maybe you should worry about making a better product. Yeah,
1: and I'm looking at it now, and they gave they gave Duke Nukem a three out of ten. Euro Eurogamer did.
0: It deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the did.
1: thing. Like we're not gonna lie. Like I'm, I don't know the guys at Eurogamer, obviously, but they're not just gonna lie and say a game is better in order to keep getting the games. And we don't do that at MTB either, and neither would any any self respecting site. Nobody does that, you know. Yeah. Now this is one
0: thing Oh I'm sorry, You go ahead Nick.
1: Just gonna say, like like you said, we've had things we have people that have blacklisted us and that is because we have honestly said these games are not good. And that's not just because we want to see that company fail or something or we just don't like them. It's because the games just weren't good. And we're not gonna tell you they're good when they're not. And neither is Eurogamer. And now I mean you gotta pay the price. And it's just, it's unfortunate. Now the readers suffer,
0: they don't get to see those reviews early. But you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can see them not wanting to, uh, well, I should say, I, I can see them, uh, you know, when when some reviewers are just, like, nasty about their reviews, that's something I can see, I'm like, okay, that wasn't cool for you to just, like, you know, sl- sl- you know put all this slur <laughs> on the review, I mean, you can definitely, I mean, we have had reviews for games that we rated poorly, but at the same time, you can be respectful about it you know what i'm saying you don't yeah, have Some to some sites go way overboard. overboard yeah you don't have to buy oh this game is shit blah 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 you don't have to do all that you just just talk about what makes it bad like you know there were you know too many artifacts here the textures were bad the sound uh, was muffled, um, You know, visuals were weak, controls were twitchy.
1: First off, it makes for a much better review if you like really break it down intelligently and explain what the problems are. At least exactly. I think so. Yeah. Like I, I've given out some pretty low-scoring reviews. And I'm, I'm probably part of the reason why we're not getting engaged for that one publisher anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not the entire reason, but part of it. But you know what? It, none of my reviews do. So I just like attack them just mercilessly. Like, oh, that's it. You know what? If the game was like just total worthless, I might. But, you we, know, <laughs> I, I, I even Duke Nukem had some redeeming quality. Like there's there's really just no need to just go out of your way. Just just sensationalizing it is what you see a lot. You yeah. know, just, just to get like fanboys and like trolls stuff that have already made the decisions that they hate. Just, just like so they can have a good laugh and, and tell people, ah, I told you so. See? Yeah. yeah. com said that, you know, a game is a flaming turd. I knew it.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I mean, really
1: it's like, well, what did you learn from that?
0: Right. I mean, that's, yeah, I can, in that case, that's one thing, but just blacklisting people simply because they didn't give you a game a good review, um, that's, yeah, that's weak. Uh, and actually, the, the the opposite happens sometimes, too. Like, we've given some poor reviews. And uh, this is mostly from the indie devs, though. Never from a major publisher have I received this. And I'll tell you why, and I think so in a second. But some, like, indie devs, like, will send a review back. And I hate sending bad reviews back to anybody. You know, because it's kind of awkward in the email. It's like, hmm, thanks for letting us review your game, and then not say anything else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. You we know. didn't like it. Um, but thanks. It a... <laughs> yeah. But, um...
1: You know, thanks anyways, guys. We you know, do appreciate you, it. You, you send it
0: back. You know, when some indie devs have responded back, to me, hey, oh man, we're sorry that your reviewer didn't didn't like the game, especially if the reviewer is able to spell out why they didn't like it or what was wrong with it. Or We're sorry that they had trouble with this. We're working on it. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm you know, just pop back. oh, well, you know, yeah, sorry it didn't work out. Maybe next time. And then, you know, you go about your business and they send you another review copy of the next game. And hopefully to get a higher remark. Right. Um, but uh, with the major publishers, I've never seen that happen. I think mainly because they use PR companies. Like, these people typically aren't gamers. Like, there's been a few PR companies I've dealt with that I've actually dealt with gamers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go to their Twitter page, and they're talking about games that they are playing. And by what they say, I know that they're playing it. Um, yeah,
1: you can tell most of the time when someone's just trying to, like... Hey guys, see we play games. We're yeah. cool.
0: Come on,
1: <laughs> come on. And when it's like, you know, yo man, I was on Starcraft two the other day, and blah 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 blah. And isn't that cool? And this that and the other. You can
0: usually tell. Yeah, especially if they're raging about something that you're like, you know, that you know about. Yeah. Be like, oh my God, Terran so OP. <laughs> you know, saying something like that will, be like, okay, yeah, this guy plays games. Um. But like, yeah, I mean, I think because of the, major, the major publishers really use, uh, they use, um, you know, PR companies, it's, it's more business for them. And then based off of that, whether the game is good or bad, they're like, these guys gave us three bad reviews, don't send them anything else, and they'll leave it like that, you know, so, I mean, that's yeah. part, that's part of the deal, you know. Uh, and I but, it can happen no
1: matter how big of a site you are. Like, do, yeah. don't think this just happens to like, you know, smaller sites, like this kind of stuff happens to like IGN and Kotaku, and Joystick like everybody has to worry about that. If yeah. like, so, somebody actually blacklisted a publisher, did you see that? Oh. I, forget, I forget who it was. Who, I forget who was it was that did it, but I thought
0: it was, I thought it was fantastic. That they won't, yeah, they won't review their games. Yeah, yeah. I forget who they, it were, was. they
1: were so angry with the ridiculous way that they were treated by the publisher that they, they actually they put it out there. They let all their readers know, for the next six months, we're not, not just not reviewing. like They're like, we're not covering the, their games at all. We're not going to do it. You know. Teach them a lesson. I thought that was really cool that they had a way to bite back on that. Yeah. You know, taste yeah. of their own medicine, that sort of thing. Yeah. I can't
0: remember who it was. Yeah, It was me, Ars Technica, you know.
1: wasn't it? Was it Ars Technica?
0: Yeah, they, Ars Technica. They, um, Yeah, it was Ars Technica. Did they blacklist 2K? I
1: don't, it might have been 2K. I don't know. I don't want to say it was because I, I can't remember 100%, so I don't want to say that and have me wrong. They blacklisted somebody. It was a major publisher, too. It wasn't, you know, it was not, like, a small-time thing. They, it was, whoever it was, it was a major publisher, and they just said, we're not covering any of your games at all in any way, shape, or form for the next six months because I can't even remember what the publisher did to them, but whatever it was, it was pretty messed up.
0: And They were not at all happy about it. Yeah, I think they, like, sent them either an email or a tweet or something like that that was, like, you know, really, I was kind of scathing, like, you know, I can't believe you did this or something to that effect. Yeah, now I'm curious. I'm gonna have to look it up, and I'm gonna have to. Well, I have to have it ready for the next podcast. Okay, <laughs> but it's uh, a very edgy
1: thing, back and forth between reviewers and the publishers. Like, it's always going to be a very, very tight line that you're walking, and all, all like serious reviewers understand that a lot of people, even the bad games, a lot of people work really hard to bring those out. You know. Um, but at the same time, you have to put out an honest review. If the exactly. game is bad, you have to say it's bad. But you don't have to go out of your way to just make it sound like the people who made it are, you know,
0: retards or something. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, on that note, let's move on to our last topic. Uh, let's which, do it. Yeah, this is actually we talked a little bit about this last week, and it was about the Vita uh, and Indies, Uh and it's the same company, Icon Games, and they were they're talking about more in depth about their experience with sony because we already know that sony sent them dev kits that's what he said he was like yeah they sent me dev kits uh no charge so we knew about that already but he talks a little bit about his uh, experience with sony and he starts off talking about his experience with sony beforehand with the psp uh they had a deal with a uh, small u.s publisher to publish two of its games um and the deal was for about worth about uh, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a big deal for a small indie company. It would also be a big deal for me, so I can understand. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll take four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yes, definitely. Uh, basically, they built the games; they were ready to go, and Sony refused to accept the games, which means they lost the deal. Four hundred fifty thousand dollars lost overnight. Done. Gone. Um,
1: that sucks.
0: That does suck. Now, that was with the PSP. They says He said it got a little better with the PSP Minis, um... And they actually, uh... They published five titles under the PSP Minis, but the thing about PSP Minis, if you don't know what it actually is, the reason I call it Minis is because each of the games is under 100 megabytes. So that means you can only... They can only do so much with those games. Okay? Um... Now he's saying with the current experience, he starts off like he kind of starts off kind of negative, from what I thought, because he says that he can point at the initial stages for the approval process for the Vita, shows that Sony still doesn't understand how carefully indie developers need to manage resources. Basically, like when he showed them the game uh, that he wanted to publish, I guess uh, more of the game, Sony was like, "You need to completely redesign this," which is like he's like, "What?" You know, yeah. like
1: it's a huge it, undertaking. He was like, hey, we're like a handful of guys here making a small game. And he wants to remake it? Are you insane?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, he said the they gave him ideas uh, about what they should do with this game. And he said they were good ideas, but they were for someone else's game. They, it wasn't the game that he was building. And he said just completely rebuilding the game was impractical, impractical given his budget. Um, and then on top of that, if they redesign the game, what if they're still not happy with it? Now all that money is down the tube. So basically, he's saying that the, the whoever, whoever he's dealing with at Sony doesn't really understand how tight the budgets really are. Because they used to deal with big companies. Like, you know, instead of dealing with developers, I guess. Oh, I know, they do, Sony do, deals with developers. But larger developers. And yeah. then publishers. You know what I'm saying? Like... Larger developers who have accountants <laughs> you know and, <laughs> accountants, <yeah. laughs> and stuff like that um people have more money than match those buttons yes exactly uh, yeah our, our we have an accountant, and she also puts the uh media stuff into the media gallery as well as requests for few copies so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how that works <laughs> you know so but uh, enough um, about us yeah enough about us. But, uh, you know, basically, I guess the difference with this experience, though, he says within, within about two days, Sony agreed to meet in the office and actually talk it out. Um, and, you know, they offered advice and so support on how to finish each game to the right standard. And they said that they were open to various different Sizes and scope, and actually now, which is a big deal, they are more accepting of ports of iOS games, which uh that's pretty a pretty cool. big deal because if they're accepting, if they're like accepting that, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of developers that would like to. Well, first of all, a lot of developers who would like to take their game over to the Vita. First of all, and second of all, that opens up so many more games to be on the Vita itself.
1: Yeah, imagine all the crap that can be on Vita now.
0: Exactly. <laughs> all the, all the there's all the... some good stuff in there too. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I think Sony is going to do more. Well, right now Apple does zero quality control. Oh, I'm sorry, they do 0.5 percent quality control. Um, they do a little bit, but not that much. Whereas Sony, I think Sony would definitely do way more quality control. Like clones, like I think you can forget about it. Like clones of games, like you find on the iPhone. And even Android, no. Yeah, Sony would not be having that. There's just no way. None of the big three would allow that. Exactly. Um, So, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to work out. Uh, One thing this did show, and I I wanted to bring up, this does show how, I guess, the mobile game... um, Industry or movement has really changed how the big guys look at indie games. Because if it wasn't for the Apple... Or sorry, if it wasn't for indie games, the iTunes App Store, in terms of games, well, in general, because most people buy games on the App Store, would not have been nearly as successful as it was. If you had only had major developers and publishers putting stuff on there. Because I can guarantee you, your apps wouldn't be 99 cents... I mean, they'd be like ten dollars, fifteen dollars. I mean, did you know on the on the Android marketplace, EA is trying to sell Tetris for eight dollars? Are they really? I did not yeah. really know that. I got it for zero dollars today by getting a clone of Tetris. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, if 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 that was the case, if that's how it worked. Where major or bigger developers, or bigger publishers put games on the mobile devices, you'd be paying way more. $10, 15 Xbox Live style, you know. Um, yeah. But because of the indie devs coming in so low at 99 cents, they are forcing the bigger guys to either come in for free and make, get, make money through microtransactions or come in at a very low price point. And, I mean, look at how that, that has, like, that, you know, the iTunes App Store and the, uh, you know, the Android Marketplace. Like, those those are thriving, you know. Um, and it's showing now because, like, you know, look at Xbox Live Indie Games, uh, which actually, they're, uh, Fortress Craft, which we didn't really talk about. I'm not going to really talk about that much. Fortress Craft made over a million dollars huge for Xbox Live Indie games, especially since it's so tucked away in the back corner. Yeah,
1: it's really hard to break out on the Xbox Live Indie gameplays market.
0: Yeah. But like now look at Sony, like, oh yeah, we'll t-. now they want to play games, they want to play nice with the Indies because the Indies are making games that people want to play. Um, and I, in my opinion, I think indie, indie developers are going to... I'm not going to say they're going to save the industry because there's nothing wrong with the industry. The industry is fine, and Contrary it's thriving. to what you may have heard. Exactly. The industry is thriving. But I think indie games are going to save gaming. Not the gaming industry, but gaming in general. Like what it means for us gamers to actually game. Because they're the ones who are coming out with the unique ideas and such. But I'm not going to get too big into that. That's all, Actually, I'm pretty sure we're going to have an entirely <laughs> different podcast about that. <laughs> But, um, so we don't
1: want to talk about that too much, folks. We don't want to talk ourselves out of material.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's just, it's amazing to see that, okay, yeah, because of iOS, now bigger company, now people are taking indie, indie devs seriously.
1: Yeah, you know? it's definitely true. It's definitely true. So. It's good to see that Sony's uh, willing to open up and work with them a little bit more. It sounds like they're still not, like, 100% happy, but things are definitely much better than they were in the past. So it's a pretty big step in the right direction, from you know, putting the company out 450 grand to sitting down and meeting with them.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty large step. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you know we'll see more Indies uh, take advantage of the Vita. I would love to see Indies take advantage of the Vita's uh, you know play on the play on the uh, PS3, play on the Vita feature. You know, oh, no, that's a good point. Forth. So that was even cool. thinking of that. Yeah, so you know, but uh, yeah, the, I think that's gonna wrap us for all the topics that we have because you know, we don't want to bore you to death.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's all the exciting things we have this week for you
0: guys. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about what's what's coming out. I'm trying to bring up my calendar here, but I, I can't spell apparently. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That is a problem. All right. So let's see what we got here. Um. Age of Empires Online for PC is coming out. Meh. Okay. El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. It really sounds like it should be a Transformers game to me. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's coming out. Um, Junior Mystery Stories DS, which everybody's waiting for. Oh my god, yes. Can't wait. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. As as soon as we get done this podcast, I'm going to stand in line for it. Oh yeah, I'm trading Um, my Xbox to get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that that's coming out. Uh No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise PS3. Um the That's w- kind of cool. Except yeah. that
1: I already played both of the first two. So, you know, I'm not buying them again.
0: Yeah, I never played. Is this a, is just is this just a uh a- From what
1: I understand, this is the first two. I could be wrong, and if so, you know, feel free to email uh, in and tell us. I'm pretty sure this is the first two games with um Move control and maybe some other goodies thrown in gotcha. or it's just the second game it, it's something like that. it's definitely there's definitely a remake nature to it. I'm sorry guys, I'm not one hundred percent accurate on this but but i know I know it's something like that, yeah, the first two games that they were they were really good uh especially the second one the first one had this like god awful horrendous like overworld thing, which is wow. terrible, but the actual like action parts were great and they they pretty much took out. The overworld thing in the second one and tighten up the action even more.
0: Oh, okay. Well, it I was mean, very
1: good. It was, it was, uh, obviously, that's the other thing I've seen is much better graphics now on PS3s, you know, in low def on the Wii. Yeah. And, um, the game's not really a graphical stunner to begin with, though.
0: Hmm. Oh, uh, well, maybe I'll check it out. I haven't played the first two because they're out the there, man.
1: They're, they're really wacky. Like, I mean, if you're aware, not aware of the premise at all, it's like the, this dude like orders a lightsaber. Pretty, much. They can't say lightsaber. So they right. call it like a beam sword or something, you know, something yeah. like that off of eBay. And it comes and then he just becomes like the world's greatest assassin pretty much. Right. <laughs> he has to kill all these people. That's pretty much the plot of the game. And then he fights a bunch of like over the top like anime style like bosses. Uh,
0: well, okay. well.
1: It, yeah, it sounds wacky. It's actually a lot. It, I mean, it doesn't just sound wacky. It is wacky. <laughs> yeah, well, you let's, save let's... It by sitting on the toilet. Okay. That's how you save the game.
0: Oh, wow, that's... Yeah. Yes, that's... That's how <laughs> I saved my game, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fun though, but enough about that.
0: Yeah. Um, other than that, there's Sword of the Stars 2, Lords of Winter for PC. Never heard of Sword of the Stars 1. Can't give you a recommendation on it, so... Uh, but, yeah, that's what's coming out. I'd like to thank everybody for not answering my question last week. So, uh, yeah, we get the point. I'm not going to ask any more questions. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it it yeah, it was fun while it lasted. That, that little hope that was in my heart. Tss, right there.
1: <laughs> Thanks to those guys that did answer that one time.
0: Yeah, well, two times, two times. Oh, yeah, that's right. Admiral Mikey, you will be Remembered. Definitely. Dom Greg, you'll be remembered. Wookie, remembered, engraved <laughs> in history. You three guys. <laughs> but um, all right. Uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up. Wrap us up. Like we're done. Um, you know, same old thing. If you're on SoundCloud, we're on SoundCloud. So soundcloudcom slash smash those buttons uh there is also our facebook page which is facebook.com slash smash those buttons we are on the twitters and we do the tweets on twitter.com slash MTV. mtv site Yeah, those are things we do uh also of course just mashthosebuttons.com those buttons.com uh which that is crazy uh, it, thing. yeah that whole crazy thing that's that's our primary hub <laughs> you know mash those buttons.com and, yeah, so if you could check that out it'd be cool yeah we'd appreciate it uh so yeah, I mean, if you uh, have anything to say, like the podcast, hate the podcast, just you know, comment there and uh, let us know what you think. We're also on i on iTunes, which you can subscribe to iTunes by going to the site, or you can even search for us. We- we're searchable in the iTunes Store. Yeah, that's Sweet. we're at that level. Yeah, so make sure you it's pretty go. Pretty serious. Sus- yeah, subscribe and rate us high. Those are your commands. Definitely. Those are your commands this week. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, now, I will tell you for the next two weeks, we will not have the defender of Truth, Justice, and the American Way, Nick Santangelo.
1: Man, a lot of a lot of good people are going to be in trouble. Just lay low, everybody. You know, don't do anything crazy because I won't be around to save your ass. Yeah, yeah.
0: He'll be back, though. Rob's not as nice, you know. He <laughs> <laughs> won't we'll take care yeah, so, Rob's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, Rob's—he's a, a nice guy, and he'll be back next week, hopefully. Other than that, it's just gonna be me and you, and well, me well, being you, me, no, and not you, me and you, you yes. and him. No, no, i was um, what saying like me and me, you being the audience.
1: <laughs> right? Oh, those guys. Those Are You guys still listening?
0: Guys. Yeah, yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah, so I will not be here the next two weeks, guys. I'll be on vacation, but I should be back, back again after that. Hopefully, we'll have a, a pretty, pretty awesome return to the big three. Yeah. No, not Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. Jared, Robin, Nick. Yes, <laughs> almost as <laughs> exciting. Yeah, more exciting, I think. I yo, yeah, you know what? You are right. I'm selling a short. Yeah, like, you know. like a lot more exciting.
0: <laughs> a lot more exciting, yeah, especially like exponentially. We would have a much better E3 than they did. Oh, we totally would. <laughs> we would show all our games. Oh yes.
1: Exactly. If we had any, like we would show them all to you. <laughs> <laughs> we would hold anything back.
0: Yeah, and it wouldn't be a Connectathon. So no, no. All right. So, well, I'm for real this time. We are out of here. So, you guys have a good day or night whenever you listen to this. Have a good one.
1: All right, guys. Take care, everybody. And I'll see you in a few weeks. Or talk to you anyways. (laughs) All
0: right. See ya.